Sundown, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, final segment of the show. We open the show with hockey, and uh, we're going to get back into it right now. Craig Morgan of AZ Coyotes Insider. You can also hear him on the Natural Hattrick podcast with myself on ArizonaSports.com. Craig, uh, keeping busy today? Yeah, wow. The last couple of days have been insane. Yeah. They've definitely been insane. <laughs> um, and let's, we got to start with the trade from earlier today. The Coyotes, look, we knew these were both possibilities and, and, and pretty strong possibilities they were going to trade these guys, especially Oliver Ekman Larson if they could. They trade Oliver Ekman Larson. They trade Connor Garland. There's a bunch of pieces coming back, including the number nine pick tonight, which they've already used. But from where you're sitting, I mean, what does that do for this organization going forward? Because A, you lose Garland, who was one of your best offensive weapons. B, I know Oliver has not been the same player lately, but you're talking about a guy who holds a lot of your major team records, too. Well, what this does really is position them for what they've been trying to do, and that is a rebuild. They are... They are cutting it back. They're trying to acquire draft picks, and they're trying to acquire elite players through the draft. They they believe they got one today, and they'll try and get a lot more with the glut of picks that Bill Armstrong has accumulated over the last few days. Look, I don't think he's going to pick all these uh, picks that are in the second round right now. I think he's going to try and package them. Some, some of them, he'll probably try and move and get another first-round pick next year in what is supposed to be a really stacked draft. It just gives him assets to play with. There was the feeling with this organization that the current group was not going to do anything more than they had achieved, so they're really trying to strip it down. It's tough to see OEL go out the door. He's the last tie to that 2012 Western Conference final team. We both know that he's he's a really good guy, but his game has slipped significantly over the last few years, and this was considered a really difficult contract to move. Bill got it done. He had to give up Connor Garland to do it. from a personal standpoint, I hate that because I love covering him. I love talking to him. But this was the price for stripping it down and, and, and setting themselves up for the rebuild. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, you know, covering the team, those are two of the best guys to talk to. Like you said, Oliver is the last one with ties to that 2012 team. And and he was a guy, you and I have talked about this a lot on, on the podcast and even just off the air. There was a time where it looked like Oliver Ekman Larson was going to take the next step and be one of the truly elite defensemen in this league and be like a Norris Trophy candidate. And for whatever reason, it just never it never materialized. And instead, he started taking steps backwards. How much of this do you think? I don't want to word this the right way. I don't because I, I, I don't think it was like Rick Tockett's fault. But obviously, those two just never never he never worked well with uh, with what Rick Tockett put out there on the ice and some of that was the pieces around him. Do you think there's a chance Oliver goes to Vancouver and is suddenly kind of uh, experiences a career renaissance? I don't think we're ever going to see the Oliver Ekman Larson of five years ago, but I do think there's a chance at least that he can recapture some of his game. I think a big part of it for Oliver is confidence. And you could see it on the ice at times. He even said it. There were some very telling quotes that he gave after games where he said things like, I don't even know what I'm doing out there. Um, I do think that the relationship with, with the coach was a factor. I've had players tell me that it was a factor. And look, I think they got along a lot better near the end. But I've had people tell me internally that Oliver is the kind of guy who needs to be made to feel important, maybe even coddled a little bit. And maybe people don't like hearing that. But coaches have to coach to a, diff, you know, to a, a bunch of different personalities. Rick Tockett was not the kind of guy that was going to coddle Oliver Ekman-Larsen so I don't think it ever worked from the start. 
And I don't ever think that he had the confidence playing under Tockett that he had under Dave Tippett. Okay, so the other part of this trade, and like you said, the Coyotes are trying to stockpile as many assets as they can. This is what Bill Armstrong is good at, is, is drafting and scouting. And they get that number nine pick tonight. But the other part is you give up Connor Garland. And in a lot of ways, Connor Garland is the sort of guy you're looking to build around right now. Uh, but that was, like you said, the price of moving away from Oliver's contract and getting more picks. But, I mean, is there a fear that Connor Garland now goes off and has an impressive career somewhere else? Absolutely. Danny Briere 2.0. There's absolutely that fear because the guy does everything right. It, I, I've written this already. I mean, you, when you talk about what your organization should be, you want to draft guys, you want them to develop, you want them to work hard, do all the things you ask, and then when they're finally ready, come up to the NHL and succeed. That is the Connor Garland story. He is the poster child for that. And he's uber competitive, which I think rubs off in that locker room. He works at it every offseason, has these incredibly detailed offseason plans. He does everything that a pro is supposed to do. So it's really hard to see them saying goodbye to a player like that. Look, Luke, I, I've heard some people say that you, you can't have Clayton Keller, Connor Garland, and Nick Schmaltz all in your top six. It's not enough size. And, and maybe there's something to that. And I, I, I do wonder if they had been able to move Keller or Schmaltz, would they have still moved Garland? I don't know. But it's just hard to watch a player who's one of the most exciting players that has ever put on a Cody Kaye's uniform go out the door. He was electric. You know it. You loved, you loved watching him in the corners. You loved his willingness to go to the net, even despite his size. He did so many things well, and, and I think Vancouver is getting a terrific player in him. Yeah, he plays big, and you and I have talked about this a lot you know, off the air, knowing that this day was probably going to come, but how tough it's going to be to lose a player like that. How about the guy they got? I don't expect you to be an NHL scout, but, but what do they see? And I know you've already got to talk to Dylan Gunther. What, what have you, your early impressions of him? Well, I, again, wait and see on that. I've, I've seen what some of the, the scouts and the draft analysts have said about him. Corey Fromman had him, I think, number two overall in this draft. Uh, there was some surprise. Chris Peters also said he was surprised to see him drop a little bit. Um, because he's a complete player. He's, he, he basically has all the tools. It, I don't know that there's anything right now that stands out as just uber elite, but he does everything well. He's got size. He, he sort of fits the mold of what Bill Armstrong wants this team to be, the mold that he built in St. Louis as well. He's a big kid. He's a scorer. So we'll see how the process goes for his development. We, we know how tricky that can be, especially here covering the Coyotes, but they really like this pick. They were able to trade in and get a number nine pick get back into the first round when we wondered if that would be possible. When you look at what Bill Armstrong has done, Luke, I, I know there's a lot of work to be done and it's just draft picks right now. So you got to nail a lot of them, but man, he is, he is executed on his plan so far. He has put himself in position to do the things that he wants to do. Yeah, and this is really his first chance to do that. I mean, he got here last offseason right before the draft, so he couldn't have input on the draft. And last offseason was so weird, he couldn't really put his fingerprints on this team. Now he's getting a chance to do it, and he's he's definitely going all in on it. Uh, Craig, last one. I know you love these questions, but I feel like since we have you on here, what do you make of the stories slash rumors yesterday about the Coyotes at least being interested in a spot in Tempe? Uh, well... <laughs> I had heard about this site before. I, I think I, you, you probably know I wrote about all of this. I had checked into it, and I, I was told that it was dead at the time, but apparently it's been revived. That it, it is real, but look, what I would say is I, I would say proceed with caution on these sorts of things. There's a lot of hurdles to cover, uh, to cross before you can get something like this done. I don't know that this is a particularly good climate 
in which you want to build an arena. I've heard, you know, talk of a, a privately funded arena. I still have doubts that they won't be asking for something from municipalities. And when that happens, things get pretty tricky and you get, you get organizations like the Goldwater Institute involved. So let's just wait and see how this plays out. We've been down this road a lot of times. Craig Morgan, you can find his stuff on azcoyotesinsider.com. Great Coyotes coverage all over, all of it. All the stuff that happened today, yesterday, what's going to happen tomorrow, he's all over all of it, so check that out. Craig, thanks for the time, and I know it's been a busy day. We'll talk to you. Actually, I'll talk to you on Sunday. Yeah, podcast on Sunday. Thanks, Luke. Sounds good. That's Craig Morgan.